in our mind's eye and vision of the story of Christmas, we tend to combine the Gospel of Matthew and Luke. Both, they're, the only, they're the two that contain the stories of the birth of Jesus Christ. And we sort of blend them, and we're not really sure, well, which one's Matthew, which one's Luke. And they are very, very different. If you want to do a little personal exercise, pull out your Bible at home and read the story of the birth of Jesus from Matthew, and read the story of the birth of Jesus from Luke, and you'll discover, wow, these are really, really different. What the perspective that each brings, or the point of view, is very different. When Luke writes, he really writes more from the point of view of Mary, but not Matthew. Matthew writes from the point of view of Joseph. And, you know, when it comes to the Christmas stories, obviously Jesus gets the abundance of attention, but followed very closely by how much we pay attention to Mary. And then, you know, even the coming of the Magi, they get more attention than Joseph. You know, even the shepherds out in the field get more attention than Joseph. Joseph's just sort of like there. But Matthew puts him at the very center of the story. And sometimes we don't see that, we don't realize it, because usually at Christmas, you know, at the Christmas Masses, we read from the Gospel of Luke, not Matthew, which we have today. Matthew is writing for primarily a Jewish audience. And he has to work with their prophecies. So, and he wants to make it clear to them that Jesus is this Emmanuel. Jesus is the fulfillment of all of the prophecies of Isaiah. And that is incredibly important for him to accomplish. In the genealogies of, of Jesus, Matthew, Luke, Luke's genealogy is based on Mary. Matthew's genealogy is based on Joseph. Because Joseph is of the house of David. You know, read the passage from Isaiah last week, you know, a shoot shall blossom from the stump of Jesse. Jesse is the father of David, the beginning of the line of David. And Matthew has to show that Jesus is that blossom. Jesus is the coming from the stump of, of Jesse. That Jesus is in this line. When we ponder Joseph and Mary, you know, we so we take so much piety to the person of Mary that in many ways we inflate her into such greatness, which is not a bad thing, but we inflate her into such gracious greatness, we lose sight of the human being of Mary. No, but we don't do that to Joseph. Nowhere do we blow Joseph up bigger than life. So Joseph is still very accessible as a real, breathing human being. You know, we've got all these beautiful statues of Mary, and she's a very lovely woman, uh, which I suppose that's how we should depict the mother of Jesus Christ. But if we're looking over here where she's holding the child Jesus, the only problem with that statue is her age. Mary was 
maybe 14, an eighth grader. That would have been pretty much the typical age of, of betrothment and marrying, you know. We've got some girls over here singing melodies, by the way, beautiful this morning. Your harmonies are excellent. We don't think of Mary being 13 or 14 and going to have a baby. That doesn't occur to us. But we, you know, we, sometimes we need to strip away our piety and see the person because that's who we're called to pay attention to. Now, with Joseph, there's, no one, there's nothing to strip away. You know, chances are, and our tradition says, he's an older man. He's depicted as an old man over there. But when, we, when the scriptures, or when we think of him as an older man, eh, 32, 33, 34. Average age is only 35. Very short lifespan. So by the age, you know, by your mid-30s, you are an old man. So, you know, here's this guy who's, if average age is 35, he's already lived half his life. And we presume that somewhere along the line he passes away. The last thing we hear of Joseph is when Jesus is lost in the temple. But as we ponder this human being, Joseph, it says that the angel appeared to him in a dream. That sort of reinforces the fact that he's older because the scriptures tell us that when it comes to God speaking to us, uh, young men have visions, old men dream dreams. So, yeah, he's probably older. He's a whopping 34, 35, ancient of days. But when we ponder Joseph, we know from both Gospels. He's a righteous man, which means that he follows the law of God, that he is a religious man, that we know. In the, in the culture of the day and in the society, all children stayed with the women. Now, during the daytime, women and children hung together, men hung together. Women and men did not mingle during the day. In fact, they even had hours that men could go to the well at this time of the morning and then women can come to the well this time of morning. That's why it's such a scandal when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. That's just not to be done. Up until about 10, 11, 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there, Jesus would have always been with the women. But then there would have come a point that Joseph would have said to Jesus, Son, it's time you become a man. And Joseph would have started taking Jesus to the synagogue. A father in the scriptures, Father Joseph, is responsible for the education and faith of his son. It would have been Joseph that would have taught him to read Hebrew so that Jesus would be capable of standing up in the synagogue and opening up a scroll and reading it, Joseph would have taught him to read Hebrew. It was the goal of every Jewish man to memorize all 150 psalms. It would have been Joseph that would have worked with Jesus and worked with Jesus and drilled him to memorize the psalms. You know, 
Joseph would have taught Jesus how to be a carpenter. Now, when we think carpenter, you know, we think framing in houses, you know, that kind of stuff. But a carpenter, as we know it in the scriptures, especially in Nazareth, their primary, they had two responsibilities, two things they did. One is they made farming implements. Remember, almost everything's made of wood. Jesus talks about his yoke, you know, that he would have known how to make. My yoke is easy. That phrase, my yoke is easy, means it fits perfectly and it doesn't cause sores on the ox. You know, so Jesus knew what he was talking about. He had to make his share of yoke, probably. Also, carpenters, they repaired roofs. You know, they didn't have rafters the way we do, you know, and then, a, you know, and then some kind of, you know, poly, you know, film down and then all of the, you know, shingles. No, it would have been you know, kind of tree sort of things, and then branches, and then leaves, and then mud, and then branches, and leaves, and mud, and layer after layer to the roofs didn't leak. But those wouldn't last more than a couple rainy seasons, and you know, so that's, that's what carpenters did. Joseph would have taught Jesus how to do that. But when we look at, at the life of Jesus, and how does he know so much He did not have a a supernatural head start for learning. He was human. He had to learn like us. And it fell on the person of Joseph to raise his son to practice his faith. It was Joseph that would have taught Jesus how to be a man. It was Joseph that would have taught Jesus how to be a virtuous man. It was Joseph who would have taught him the scriptures and helped them understand them so that Jesus could in turn teach them. Now, obviously, as time goes on, it becomes clear that Jesus does have a little special insight. But it starts with Joseph. Jesus teaches us to address God as Father, Abba. Now, a lot of, for a long time, everybody said, Abba is kind of like the child's word for daddy. Not really. You know, Abba is just what children call their dads. And Jesus would have called Joseph Abba. Jesus teaches us how to be intimate with our Father in heaven. And where would Jesus have learned how to be intimate and loving to a father? Joseph. So much of what Jesus is and how he teaches, what he's about, how he conducts himself, is Joseph. As we ponder Joseph, the man who raises his son in the practice of the faith, the man who teaches his son what a father's love is, the man who teaches him how to be a man, how to support a family. Of course, Joseph didn't have any more clues you know, than Mary did, you know, how to do all these things. When we look at our manger, all eyes tend to go to Mary and Jesus. Let's not forget Joseph. Joseph.